So, um, I was going to start it off with uh, just a little story, random story, just to see what you thought about it. Oh, boy. So, uh, I was getting Uber Eats. Uh, this must have been Thursday, Friday, one of those days. Mm-hmm. And the guy calls me, because if you go into my apartment, you got to like call me before you deliver it. Right. And the guy called, and he had a 380 area code. But it Where the fuck is that? Columbus. I was confused. Uh, so I'm like, okay, let me just search that area code because I don't know any other area code for Columbus. Yeah, be down there with your food and you searching the area code. I, as I was walking to the door, okay. I was doing that. And so turns out that there are, you know, so many people in Columbus now. We got another area growing, code. growing, we have another area code. Because I knew we had obviously 614 and then what, 937 is our 937 is like Dayton area. And then 740. That's like the middle of nowhere around like Columbus and outside of like Dayton and all that. Yeah. It basically covers everything that's not. And like Pataskala and Delaware and all that shit. Yeah. It's like basically everything that's not Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton, Cleveland, Toledo, Akron. A major city. Yeah. But we have a second, second area code all to ourselves. Like a municipal area code. 380. Hey. The 380. Who the hell is from? The 380, dog. Who the hell is from the 380? That's kind of hard. The 380? Is it designated by, like, like geographically? Like, I didn't look that far into it. I, I want to say that it's just a lot of some, the, some of the newer ones are 380. See, man, that's why I feel like Columbus, we're on the verge of, like, a renaissance where the city is going to grow and it's going to burst open. We got to get all these old conservative these older conservatives out of here the city is definitely going to grow and grow quite a bit and as the the minority populations in our city we have a very large east, Afri- east african population we true have a very large somalian population very large uh nepali yeah Indian. yeah man it's it's a melting pot in columbus and it's getting it is very much getting so. a lot more mixed so as that continues to happen i think you'll see See a lot of a lot of pushback in the terms of legislation. You know, they just brought the damn stand your ground out here last year. Mm-hmm. So you'll see things like that pop up. But I think as Columbus starts to go more liberal, more progressive, Ohio goes. That that could be a possibility. Yeah, a man. lot of those middle and no, middle nowhere's like cities become. Obviously, a little bit more liberal. Like, because Columbus holds a lot, man. Columbus has a lot of the, like, a lot of major companies have their their main headquarters here in the capital. Mm -hmm. Got a lot of sway. We'll see. I don't know. I got got a theory of how it's going to grow out, but I don't want to give too much away on the podcast. So, with that being said, it's recess. Back of the bus squad, still at it. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, UFC. We're going to talk a little bit about Lizzo. But first, let's get into these main topics. Okay, what we got? First thing we got on the list, you know, we got to talk about it. Eminem versus Nick Cannon. Jesus. The biggest beef of 2019. Hey, yo, what the fuck? Okay, maybe not. But 
it's kind of major right now. It's getting kind of hot. Is it kind of major? They didn't brought it's Obi Trice out. Obi Trice is a name I haven't heard in a while. Dog, how did all of this start? So like, is the beef with Nick and Eminem rooted in Mariah? Yes. Or, okay. From what I heard, it's still a continuation of because M released some diss tracks like years ago. No, I, I remember them. We were children. Yeah. Like that was a long ass time yeah. ago. And I don't think he's thinking about Mariah, Mariah Carey. Mariah no Carey came out with Obsessed. Again, you, that was a long at that was one of the last songs that we heard Mariah Carey singing halfway decent on a song. True. That was like her last big hit. Why are you so Besides with all me? I want for Christmas though. That didn't come out after Obsessed. No, but that's like her biggest hit. It still comes crazy. on. Yeah. Um, no, I guess maybe Eminem did an interview, possibly. Or one of them one of them did an interview somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I think Nick Cannon talked to T.I. in some kind of interview. Brought it up, and then Eminem said something. And now it just got sparked all yeah, up man. again. Um, you want to give Nick Cannon a dub and an L. Absolutely. I wanted Nick Cannon, like, I went into it like, I kind of want Nick Cannon to win. Because here's the thing. Nigga, I know what? he's not going to win. It's, it's Eminem. But Nick Cannon, for most of his career, has been known as this corny dude. He give corny rappers a bad name. Like, he, like with that shit, them bars, he was disrespecting Will Smith. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't hear it yet. So I'm like, okay, no, I kind of You haven't Nick. heard the song no, 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 yet? No, 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 I didn't hear it at this point. Oh, when I okay. I was about to say. I heard both of them now at this point. Okay. But I, I, I wanted, like, going into it, I was like, oh, all right. I kind of want Nick to kind of get at him a little bit. Then I heard him start rapping with this weird, deep <laughs> voice. Like, dog, where did this come from? Why are you rapping like this? Like, come on, bro. Come on. If you're going to actually go at this man, can you at least try not to sound corny? No, he was. That's what the deep voice was. Like, he was trying. Uh, he, like, he was trying. It Look, wasn't man, what I wanted. You, you got to see the play. Nick, Nick, Nick Cannon knows he can't rap. He Like, he knows it. He, or at least he knows he can't rap on the level of elite rappers. Sure. Right? So, number one... That's why he had all the whole damn Wild and Outcast up there rapping for him. That's another reason why I wanted him to win. Because I was like, okay, this gets, you know, Charlie Clips, Hitman Holla, and the Battle Rappers some, some play in the mainstream a little bit. I didn't take it that way, and I'm going to tell you why. Because what it was to me was, all right, I'm going to get my homeboys up here to that, suck me for it, five minutes. Yeah. And then the that, it, it came try to, off that way when I actually to, listened to it. And then I'm going to try to throw the kill blow at the end. I agree with and that. And if you the wild and outcast, because it wasn't just Nick that was catching this L. Hitman, Charlie Clips, Conceited. <laughs> y'all carry this motherfucker too. Whoever dog Did was with the dreads. Did get on one of the tracks? He got on both. Or no, no, no. He got no, on the first one. one of them. He was on the first one. Yeah, he was on the first one. Um, Yeah, no. Y'all got to carry this L too. All of y'all. Like. Paul Bears, all of y'all carry this bitch through. Because, number one, how do you start a beef with a dude? How do you start a beef with a nigga with other people rapping? True. Like, like yeah, I'm going to get my goons on you. Like, nah, that ain't how this shit work. And then, on top of that, if you the Wildin' Out crew, how at some point during recording this, this video for the rap beef, do y'all not sit up here and think like, damn, man, like this nigga really made me get up on here and suck him for five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> like, had me give him a whole 16 for somebody else that I don't have no smoke with at all. Right. Like, And it's probably all. a bad idea to have smoke because with. Because he said something about your wife before you was with her and before I even met you. Okay. 
I mean, whatever. That's your man. See them put you on. He point, you shoot. I got it. But at the same time, like, I thought y'all don't rap for free. What happened to all that? That's why I, I hear all y'all niggas talking about it in the battle raps. Nigga, I don't rap for free. You got to show to show up with 30 raps. I need 40,000 yeah, before I, I even 40, hit Y'all Y'all gave him a free blowy all over world star. All over world star. Just, yeah. just to throw shade at Eminem. Right. But you got to see through the bullshit. Here's what I think is going on. So Nick Cannon. Okay, so you have a hot take as to what you think is going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is what too. I think is going on. I, I do too. So Nick is a great businessman. Like, I think, I think he we got see his the same in everything. I think we dog. might see the same. And I don't see him going off half cocked, just shooting shots at Eminem with no idea of where it's going to go next. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I think this ends up with Eminem making an appearance on Wild and Out for either the premiere okay. or the season finale. For the fifteenth season of Wild and Out, okay, I see that. I definitely see that. Where he tries to shred the entire cast. I see that as a possibility. Yeah, that that is I, I exactly about, where I see. I thought about that for a second because first of all, both these niggas too old to be arguing like this, right? Right? They both get too much money to be worried about any of this, really. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, I think it's a it's something else going on. I had a even hotter take, maybe may a little out there. But just 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 work with me. Uh-huh. So I think that they're going to have some sort of wilding out battle event where Nick Cannon and Eminem battle, and then they have an undercard undercards. Okay, with I can Hitman, see that too. Clips. I can see that too. versus other people. I can see that. Yeah, I, for I sure. would not be surprised if that happened. I can see that. Yeah. Either way, this was a money grab. Oh, for this sure. This was a money grab. For like, sure. come on, man. Look, you Nick this Cannon was, thought he could. This Nick was Cannon, get bro. views on YouTube, whatever interviews I do, make headlines, and then do something for a while now. So, so an L for being so damn trash. <laughs> an L for being trash. Because <laughs> them bars, man, I remember I was playing the second one, the one where they was in the studio, mm-hmm. right? And I'm listening to it. I'm sitting in the, in the kitchen with Tia, and I, I like zoned him out for like a whole 45, <laughs> maybe a minute, 60 yeah. seconds. Mm-hmm. And I started talking to her. And then I just so happened to turn back around and see that the video was still fucking. I'm like, bro, you still going? I'm that like, actually kind of happened to me too. I was playing the game while I was listening <laughs> to it. And then realized I didn't even listen to it for a little while. Like, oh, shit. I'm like, shit, man, he's still rapping, huh? Okay. <laughs> no, L for the, for the bullshit. But. Definitely, I, I see the moves in the background. If it, if yeah. it ends up playing like that, I wouldn't be surprised if, at all. If any either of those things happen, because you know you want to tune into something like that. Yeah. Oh, so sure. I, I could see that for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rap news, Takashi69. Stupid. Oh, a name we haven't said in a while. Um, is due for um, sentencing on Wednesday. You need to get us a rodent drop. <laughs> Big rats out here. So, yeah, he's due for sentencing on Wednesday, uh, which might be the day this actually releases. So he's due for sentencing today. <laughs> um, yeah. What do we feel about that? Um, I don't know. I heard I, I, I heard a lot of people talking about that weak ass letter that he wrote to the judge. Through judge, I've changed my life and I've seen the error of my ways. <laughs> Never again will I delve myself in gang culture. <laughs> Where did he get this English accent he, from? He, he turned into Daniel. Did he write it with one of those little... Uh, with the little quails. That's what you call it. It's called a quail. Yeah. Your boy Dipped culture. it into some ink. Mm-hmm. 
Wrote it on parchment paper. He um he turned back into Daniel. He left Takashi at home for Ooh. a minute, which is don't, what he probably should have done in the first don't, place. Don't forget he's Daniel Hernandez. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I hear. Like, I know if I was ever to get pinched up in some shit, well, you know what? It depends. It depends, right? So, if you are what you call a civilian mm-hmm. and you're not involved with that shit, I feel like you have rights to go ahead and do what you need to do. Absolutely. To avoid jail time. You know what I mean? I got a son. I got a life to live. And I'm not out here trying to hit licks on niggas or, right. or doing anything like that. Like. I'm not involved. Sure. I'm not affiliated. But if so you're taking what it is. advantage yeah, of nigga, if the you game up here, lifestyle. Trey Wade, y'all yeah. skip, oh, I'm in your city, what's up, Cheeky? <laughs> Put 10,000 on your head. Right. Yeah, no, uh-uh. You got to eat that. I mean, you're good. Yeah, you got to eat that. Oh, for sure. I'm tired of that, man. For sure. All these, he been false flagging for a minute. Mm-hmm. For a grip. Right. So. Everything is blood after every sentence. Like, and the craziest thing is, you know he going to have his little career. And I just want to I want to watch all these idiots flock to him. Like when he start rapping again, I want to watch all these fucking morons flock to him like he the hardest shit out again. Cuz he going to nah. come he can only be successful saying the same shit. He wasn't a good rapper. The True. music didn't even sound good. He was just so outrageous. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? He, yeah. He's just such a, a an outgoing character that you can't look away. Very true. That's what it is. That's what Blueface is. That's what he is. He's such an an out out of the box, crazy, overwhelming, just personality that you can't look away from it. Absolutely. And so without him doing all that bullshit, he's not going to be relevant. He's not going to make any money. Sure. If Takashi was never seen on a street in America, but made all the same music that he made today, nobody would know about him. Even though he's going to come back out and make some Hispanic music and try to capitalize off that wave. Okay. Well, I hey, see that coming at some point. Do, bro? At some, do what well, you gotta do. He's gotta make know. he's gotta make one regular album and one Spanish album under his, his according his to contract. the contract. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, he's gonna try to do something like that. We'll see. Okay. Hey, watch your ass. Well, here's the thing. Because so. before you was some protected celebrity that nobody was gonna come in within ten feet of you, anyways. Because right. they, you know, what I mean, it is he was what it is. Drumming up way too much bad attention. Because you, because you protected. But now. Even the nigga that was letting you fall slag ain't fucking with you no more. You sent them upstate. Right. True. You know what I'm saying? You sent them on a vacation. So it's like, all right, come on with that now. Yeah, you you big trouble right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll see as much public displays from him. A lot of people wanted to work with him before all of this happened. A lot of people are going to try to distance themselves away from him now. That this oh, happened. for a while, for sure. Celebrity-wise. If he can prove that he has swayed public opinion on him, because he already got a, he's got what, a doc coming out. He, he's got all, all kind of media rollout set up. So, like, if he's able to get through that unscathed, of course people will start working with him again. I can see that. I don't think But right did. away... People are going to try to distance themselves you know away it's from that like, situation. It's going to be like Justin Bieber or Miley Cyrus and, and all of those who, oh, man, messing with black culture was so bad for me. I just had to get mm-hmm. out and change my life and give it to Christ, man. That's, yeah. that's Justin Bieber's new voice for me. <laughs> I had to get away from the rappers and Floyd and change my life, man, and go talk to God, man. I don't think his voice is that deep. Go talk to God, man. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, yeah, he's due for sentencing 
And from what I hear, one of his gun charges was dropped. So that's about of 10 years off. You go up there and you sing the way he sung. You're not expecting to you, sit in jail think, no longer. You think he's going scot-free? You think yeah. he's getting time served getting and that's time it? Served, for sure. Okay. All, all them names that they got him to throw in there unnecessarily. Like, why did I need to know that Cardi B was affiliated with the nine <laughs> and trades? Jim Jones. And... Did they do something? Right. You know what I mean? Were they involved in some kind of he criminal em- enterprise? Everybody. Or is he just affiliated with a gang from his hometown? Right. That means nothing to me. <laughs> or to anyone, really. So, really, you was just out here snitching for nothing. Well, Jim Jones is a blood. Out. Cardi B is a blood. My cousin yesterday, he gave blood to, to the America <laughs> Red Cross. I don't know, man. I, I I definitely see him getting time served and then walking too. Yeah. But yeah, you sing like that. I just want to see. I want to see what's gonna happen afterwards. It's just gonna be interesting. Like I'm not gonna listen to his music all like that. But it'll I, be interesting I don't to feel watch. like people like to me. I I I didn't follow him before, so like I'm definitely not about to follow him now. And if all of this shit that niggas claim means something to them actually means something then he won't have any legitimacy. I want to see who the first person is that's who doesn't care about being seen with them publicly mm-hmm. is. Yeah, because yeah. everything we're hearing now is like, no, I can't associate with that. I'm not messing with that. Anybody get asked about it. Fat Joe, 50 Cent, mm-hmm. any of them. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Fat Joe told him what the deal was going to be. He told him everything that was going to happen. And he was... He like, he like, look. <laughs> he's like 100% I'm not touching happened. him. I'm leaving him alone. Yeah. Right? So I want to see who the first one is who's going to bite the bullet and be like, all right, well, you know, he changed his life and he not like that no more and blah, 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 blah. It ain't going to be about eight, nine months. You think the Breakfast Club is going to give him an interview when he comes back? Yeah, hell yeah, they're going to give him an interview. He going that. everywhere, bro. He's going to Angela Martinez. He going to Power mm. 105. He going to Sway in the Morning. He going to talk to Big Boy. He mm. going everywhere. Mm. And they all going to take him. They all going to take him. I can see that. Not, not a single one of them is going gonna, is gonna to turn him down. I can see no jumper getting him first. That nigga might end up on The View. Oh. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, I'm could. telling you. Could. I can definitely see that. Um, last week, we discussed uh, Kamala dropping out. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you had some things that you kind of wanted to, to rehash, some things you wanted to go over about that. I did. I did. Um. If you've been listening to us for a little bit, you know, I uh, I don't really pull punches when it comes to, to politics for for anybody. We've talked about everybody from Trump to Obama, from Bernie Sanders, Warren Mayor Pete. Yeah, we get on everybody. Yep. I do feel like, though, after getting some response from, uh, you know, our last take on Kamala dropping out. Um, that I didn't really communicate it clearly as far as not only why I felt like it wasn't a, 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 a very effective campaign mm-hmm. for her and also that it um, I didn't really take full heed to the argument that it was just full of racism and sexism. Mm-hmm. Now, you discussed those things, but right. you didn't really delve into it at all. Exactly. And so, to be clear, we all know what country we live in, right? So, like, I don't want to come off too dismissive when I say that I didn't believe that because there obviously was a degree of sexism and obviously racism. Like, the, the, the fact that we are watching a reality TV show star run our country as 
a, a rebuttal to eight years of a black man being in office mm-hmm. shows you that there is still deeply rooted racism in our country today. Sure. Right. So I get that. And I acknowledge that. Um, one of the things we didn't bring up before was the fact that while, yeah, Kamala does have a lot of questionable things on her record. We talked about it at length before. We talked about the uh, the fighting of the early release of nonviolent offenders in California. Mm-hmm. We talked about the locking up of parents for truant kids. We talked about her her views on legalizing marijuana until all of a sudden she's in the Senate. She's on a breakfast club talking different. We went through all of that. Um, we don't necessarily acknowledge that Kamala isn't the only prosecutor on that stage. Mm-hmm. Right. True. Amy Klobuchar is also a prosecutor and that nor the candidates or the moderators in any of the debates really take her to task for that the way that Kamala was taken to task for that. Mm-hmm. And I can acknowledge that. And, and I, I can because it's clear it's present. It happened. And I don't feel like it was necessarily fair. You have valid points when you talk about Kamala Harris and the things that she did when she held her office in California. But at the same time, if you're not going to be fair and balanced with the rest of the candidates on the stage like that, like you've been trying to force A.B. Klobuchar down my throat for the last three or four debates. Yeah, big time. So to see that juxtapose how they're viewing Kamala Harris, it's like, okay, well, now you want to be principled. Now you want to hold people to task. But all of that goes out of the window when you're pushing the candidate that you favor. So I, I, I do recognize that and I do, re- I do acknowledge that fact. At the same time, when you talk about media portrayal of, of black women in politics, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Because remember, y'all, like Kamala Harris, despite the, the lacking in... in, in her executive office holding or running in presidential candidacy, she was amongst the, the tops mm-hmm. when, when this whole primary started. Kamala was one of the leading candidates. She was like number four, basically. She said it herself after a debate on CNN. Like she tooted her own horn and called herself a top tier candidate. Mm-hmm. Now her polls have been steadily declining since she said that. True. But she was at the top. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't because of any progressive viewpoint. It wasn't because of any um, new and innovative ideology or, or, um, or policy. It was because she was a black woman in the Senate running for president, which is easy to sell on television, mm-hmm. which is, it, it looks pretty. It's a token for, for, you know, lack of a better term. It kind of is what it is. Mm. And so, obviously, when it's time to start narrowing down the field, of course the black woman is going to be the first one to go. Unfortunately. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know what this is. Uh, the, the black woman and the black man, because Cory Booker can kind of be involved in this conversation, too. Yeah. Cory Booker was basically on the breakfast club begging for people to help him get on the debate stage. You know what I mean? So, I get where the kind of frustration will come from a lot of black voters who did support Kamala and Corey because they're looking at it like, well, damn, that was quick. Our like, look, are hard yeah, you know what I mean. Like, look, look how fast they pushed our candidates out. I think the only candidate of color who is actually going to be on the debate stage right now is Yang. Is the Castro not make it? I don't think so. Mm. Okay, 
or maybe if it was, I can't remember if it was he's the first one or the only one. But I'm pretty sure he's it, the it's only seeming one. Like he's probably gonna be the only one because yeah. I don't I don't know if Tulsi made it either. I would doubt it. Um, so it's it's a it's it's kind of hard looking at it from that perspective if you're a supporter of Booker and Harris, and I can understand that and I can uh, agree with it to a certain extent. But if you're looking at it from my perspective, somebody who I didn't support Amy Klobuchar, right? I, I didn't need to know about her, her prosecutorial record because you there was too much other things. Her. Yeah, it was yeah. already too many, too many things for me to see on its face without right. me digging into her. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking at it the way I'm looking at it, I didn't necessarily get on board with Kamala Harris because... When you juxtapose what she says she wants to do as president versus what she's done when she's held some type of executive position, it didn't add up. Mm-hmm. And so I guess you could say I, I was skeptical. The reason why I wanted to rehash all of this, though, is because I brought up a point when we were talking about Cap, right? And, and Stephen A and how he portrayed him on ESPN and how only we have a responsibility to put our viewpoint out there. Mm. To, to say things from a black perspective because no one else is and no one else can. Mm-hmm. So in and, and, and that respect, I felt like it was a little unfair for us to applaud her losing because at the end of the day, an, uh, one less black candidate in the presidential election hurts all of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now that I think about it, I just looked at the list of some of the people who have actually qualified for the December debates. Mm-hmm. And one name sticks out to me quite a bit, and that's Tom Steyer. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is because Tom Steyer is a, a billionaire mm-hmm. and I've seen his ads on TV, maybe, maybe once or twice, but I've still seen his ads as opposed to if Kamala had any ads, I'm sure not seeing that on TV. Chances yeah, are. no. So Steyer did something kind of interesting. So I, I knew Tom Steyer from being the impeachment guy who was popping right. up on my damn right. videos, sure. right? My YouTube shit. Um. A lot of people have criticized him for that because they're saying that is how he built the kind of, quote unquote, grassroots support that he's claiming to have now he's behind his campaign his resources. because his he, money. he galvanized people behind the idea of impeachment, which I mean, wasn't wrong. True. It wasn't wrong. But then he then cartelled that into presidential like donations and, and, and backing for his campaign. So. So I say all that to yeah. just to say, like, he's utilizing his resources that a Cory Booker or Kamala Harris probably, and not even probably. No, they couldn't they have done anything have, like that. Yeah, they couldn't have done anything like that. They don't have billions of dollars at their, at, you know, at their side. Right. Same thing for Yang. I don't think Yang is a billionaire, but, you know, he's a self-made businessman. And so he probably has some resources that they don't have as well. Yeah. Especially since they don't have the same support either, obviously. Yeah, it, it's honestly, it's just a, a, a more liberal version of what Bloomberg is doing. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, you know what I mean? Bloomberg is another. You know, yeah. he's going to flood the boomers with all his TV commercials during daytime television, shit like Wheel of Fortune and shit like that, because he has the money to do so. He doesn't even care at this point about being on the debate stage because he know he can buy himself into a position where he's going to be competitive. Mm-hmm. And so taking a step back from it, it is kind of unfair that, yeah, we kind of did jump the gun. Yeah, but we, we kind of dogged her. But, that, but I just don't want people to forget, though, like, all right, yeah, maybe I didn't have to dismiss her so quickly. But there are, are real legit reasons why Kamala Harris didn't 
end up going further in this presidential race that didn't have anything to do with racism, right? Kamala Harris has a white husband. Not saying that that is an issue for me, Mm -hmm. but let's keep it real. It's an issue for a lot of people. And so if you have something like that, and this, this lines exactly with her, her record as a prosecutor. You have something that you know people are going to hammer you on. Lean into it. Mm-hmm. Lean into it. Like, uh, if, if there, there is one compliment that I could ever give Pete Buttigieg is that he is, for the most part, with the exception of the whole fiasco with the black police chief um, in, in South Bend, he is, for the most part, leaned into his criticisms. Mm-hmm. People question him on... Um, on his uh his work that he did out of college with the with the advising firm McKinsey, he ended up leave letting out his uh his list of clients that he worked with while he was on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, people criticized him, or Michael Harriet criticized him in particular with that scathing article. Um, and then he goes on and does a, a twenty minute interview with the guy. Mm. So he leans into it, right? Right? It may get him up in the polls, it may not. It may not help him at all. But at least he's facing the criticism head on. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris always ran from her. She, yeah, she died. Right? She didn't, she didn't lean into the fact that she was a prosecutor. If you stood by your decisions that you made as a prosecutor and you felt like you had an arguable position to do the things that you did to keep people in jail, to keep weed illegal, to put parents of truant kids in jail, if you had a valid reason for doing all of that shit and you have an arguable point, then make it. But don't run from it. Mm-hmm. Don't tell people that they're lying when they're saying it about you. Don't just not bring it up at all. Right. Use your the the really the only thing that you have to go off of your career as a prosecutor in your favor. Mm-hmm. When you run from it, that's acknowledging to me. That's acknowledging the fact that you know you it feel it's wrong. So you know, while again we didn't have to dismiss her so easily, True. but at the same time, there I feel like there was a lot that was problematic. Um, I was listening to, remember I told you I started listening to the Karen Hunter show. Yeah, she listened yeah. to her, bro. Um, I don't always agree with her, but she, she made the point about the, the white husband. And I kind of felt that too. It was like, okay, you ain't got to hide him from us. Cause right. then, now that's making it extra sketchy. That's like somebody come to the, to Thanksgiving dinner without the, the white boyfriend. You didn't see them all over Instagram with all. <laughs> oh, now nah, what's wrong with you for real? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Why are you trying to hide him? But, uh, okay, I'm going to get off of that. Um, Do we have any more main topics? Well, you wanted to talk about Deval Patrick as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the interest of staying neutral and hearing everybody out, um, I'm definitely going to listen to the, the next black candidate to enter the race. It's uh, former Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick. And he had a, a pretty interesting interview this morning on The Breakfast Club. Um, it started out... Pretty run of the mill, pretty basic. You know, mm-hmm. why did you run? Um, why do you feel like you're the best candidate? That kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he was giving his standard political answers. Sounded like a he's not a very enthusiastic guy, but he, he seemed to have his faculties about him a lot more than a Joe Biden, sure. you know what I mean, or anything like that. Um, so it wasn't hard to listen to. I don't get the feeling from him and his experiences that he's going to be a guy that's a huge proponent of universal health care or free college or anything like that. But he did say some good things about, um, you know, empowerment and, and black entrepreneurship. 
um, getting which um, is something you're not hearing from a lot of any exactly other right 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 trying to build generational wealth within the black community those are things that things I, I can level discuss. with yeah I yeah. like to hear that um, but then Charlemagne asked him a, a pretty rough question okay. which I was surprised to hear <laughs> so he asked him um, why didn't you just get behind because he opened up with saying that a lot of the people uh, in the race were his friends, mainly Booker and Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. So he asked him, well, why didn't you just get behind them, the two black candidates that were already running? Why did you feel like you needed to run? Mm-hmm. And so I think that question threw him a little bit. Sure. That question tossed him a little bit because he got a little, he got a little I'm tricky. Not, I'm not surprised that Charlamagne asked that question. I am. I am. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm surprised that Charlamagne went there, but like when it comes to how hard he was going for Kamala, I guess yeah. I'm not super yeah. surprised. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. When you put it like that, I guess I could see it. Um he got a little he got a little chippy. Um he started giving a, you know, standard non answer answer and kind of dancing around it. Charlemagne stopped him and was like, I mean, but you still haven't answered the question. Why haven't you got behind the are the black candidates that were already now that's kind of crazy that he actually no he doubled back to it he yeah. made him stick to it yeah, that's it, crazy it, it, deval patrick said well no i did answer you just ain't listening you just being a voter not listening um we have you still some, didn't answer why you didn't support them though but i'm coming i'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm talking i did answer you're doing the politician thing you know, no i'm you, not you, i answered it yeah. um you're doing the you're doing the voter thing and not listening to my answer okay. all of my answers mm. I'm, trying to get it. I'm like all right mm. here we go all right, Joe. All right, Joe Biden. Because that's, that's the same type of attitude, right? I talk, you listen. I know what's best. You shut up and let me say it, yeah. right? You can put all the pretty bows and, and shit all around it all you want and be a, a, a great politician. But at the end of the day, are you going to be beholden to the people who vote to you? Or are you going to try to dictate what they need to them? Right. Right. And so that was a red flag. Now, I'm, I'm not going to count him out. Mm-hmm. I'm a hearing. I'm a, I'm a wait till he rolls out his proposals. I'm going to see what he offers. To me, anything less than universal health care is a non-starter. Um, I want to hear someone talk about foreign policy that is anti-imperialist, that's anti-starting um, regime change wars. Right, if we're going to be in somebody's backyard, it should be for a legitimate reason. I mean, the the report just came out that they were lying about about the Afghanistan Afghanistan war for all these years, and that's Bush, Obama, all the way through. Um, so I I would definitely like to hear something like that. So I'll hear him out, but I'm not I'm not going to shield him or or not criticize him where criticism is warranted. Just because he's a black, just because. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I had on Duvall. I just kind of want to talk about the breakfast club interview got a little heated i didn't need to see that but uh w's and l's let's get it oh you want to do yours you want me to do mine you can go i gave joel mb a dub for last week Mm -hmm. i gave him a dub because joel mb came under some heat last week i think they lost the game to i don't even remember who it was i don't know who it was but Shaq and charles barkley was on uh nba tv dogging him Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you got to be better than that, big fella. Like, right. You, you can't come up short like that. He was definitely underachieving. Right. And so where most players of his age, players of this generation would take that as a slight. If you're Damian Lillard, you're going to write a rap beef. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to write a diss track or two. Um, Joel Embiid took another ride. Right. He, he acknowledged it. 
He the accepted nu- it. Nuggets. The Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. They got they got plastered though. What was the score? Mm, I don't have that though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I th- they got beat pretty good. Yeah. But he took the route of taking it, internalizing it, and then he came out the next night and destroyed the next team they played. Thirty-eight points. Destroyed them. Man and amongst over, boys. Over 10, 10 rebounds. Was it the Pelicans? Dog, you asked me. I was about to say, why we don't we know who, who the fuck you played? <laughs> yeah, no, it was the Celtics. The Celtics, yes. The Celtics. Right, yeah, yeah okay. I didn't know that. Yep, I 13 that. rebounds, 6 assists, 38 points. Dog them. 85% Dog them. from the foul line. And it's just not something that you see from players nowadays. So, I like that. I gave him a dub for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Big dub going out to Kamara Usman for knocking Kobe Covington the hell out. Say that name again. <laughs> Kamara Usman. I, dog, if I'm, if I'm saying your name wrong, I apologize. <laughs> but uh, definitely a big dub for you. So a little background, if you're not a UFC fan, um, Kobe Covington is somewhat of a, a WWE character in UFC fashion. Yeah. Yep. Right? So um, I think his contract was up with UFC not too long ago. And so to try and pretty much save his job, he took on this persona of some alt-right Trump loving person. Yeah. MAGA hat. Patriotic. Yeah. So um says a lot of foul shit about immigrants. Um I think he tweeted to some Brazilians that, that they're they were filthy animals or some shit like that. Ugh. So he clearly is playing a role. Sure. Right? Again essentially trying to turn UFC a serious sport into WWE where you just talk shit and fake fight. Basically. Right? So, Usman, who is from Brazil, mm-hmm. I think it was a TKO in the third round. Sounds about right. Broke dude's jaw. Had him <laughs> running out the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Dog. He is Nigerian. Nigerian. Excuse me. Why did I say Brazilian? Because I, I don't know who Kamar Usman is until Kamar I heard this Usman. story. Kamar Usman. Broke Covington's jaw. So uh I guess watch what you say, dog. Yes. Watch who you're talking to. Yeah. Like this 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 not fake. This this not for play play. This this is definitely a win against MAGA country. Oh, for sure. Against <laughs> for sure. Against. Hey, I could just see Trump all over Twitter shouting dude out if he won. <laughs> I want somebody to ask him like, hey uh, one of your biggest fans got his jaw broke this last weekend. Um, what do you think about that? You gonna pay for that jaw? Yeah, shout out to Usman. Um, I had another L to give out, and this one's going out to one Oprah Winfrey. Mm. So Oprah has a new doc coming out, okay, and it seems to be a bit of a trend here, and I'm not liking it, like mm. at all. Um, it's a Me Too documentary about Russell Simmons. Ooh, about Russell Simmons, yeah. And so it's going to be another. You know, you, th- you think she would have learned a lesson after Neverland, but it's going to be another doc mm-hmm. that's totally from the side of the, the alleged victims. Only, I think there were, there were multiple women who uh, accused Russell Simmons of sexual assault, mm-hmm. but they're only um, doing the film with a handful of them. I think it's like two or three. Hmm. Okay. Um, to me... I feel like, all right, so you want to give everybody their day. You want to have everybody be able to tell their story in a safe place, right? So 
to me, that calls for an interview. Yeah. That calls for a sit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe have somebody write an op-ed about it. Yeah. What it doesn't call for is for you to make a film, a documentary slanted in the way of the accuser and giving no credence to the defense of the accused. For sure. And I understand people feel like we're in this stage. What up, MJ? <laughs> we're in this stage where um, people feel like the, the tables or the, the, the scales have been so slanted towards the, um, the accused mm-hmm. that this is a course correction, right? So now we're in the extreme to the other way. But the danger in that is creating the same problematic behavior that you felt like was problematic when it was going back you right. know, towards the people who were actually committing the crime. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that isn't surviving R. Kelly exactly what you're saying. But then I realized they actually had people who were with R. R. Kelly, Kelly. Yeah. Speaking against it as well. Yep. So it's kind of different. You know, if you just have the accusers speaking their piece, it's just going to be basically throwing nothing but mud against him. Well, yeah. And it's like, I feel like you can't present that in a documentary form because when you're doing that, you are saying that you are reporting the truth. And there's always and if two you, sides. And if we go back through that Neverland shit, there was so much wrong with the stuff that they were saying. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. you can't possibly know for a fact. Exactly. Right? None of this has been proven in a court of law. I don't even think she has the right to do that. Even, he might have a defamation case, honestly. Even if, you know, the things that Russell Simmons did were wrong, it's almost as if you got all these people lined up. They're telling a story about the bad things that he did. It almost feels like there's a way for some of those people to misremember certain things, like you're saying, mm-hmm. uh, to try to maybe seem like the one person whose story is the worst so that maybe they can sell their stories on the side and it, it just seems like a bad precedent to set and you know what i sure. think he mentioned something like that in his uh i think he, he he got her on either instagram or twitter he was basically saying like i've admitted to you and everyone that i know that i was one of the biggest womanizers back in the day more than mm-hmm. any more than any man and so i guess i can kind of speak to that when you put yourself in those kind of positions you do leave yourself open for people to say whatever about you mm-hmm. when you when you just kind of move and stick so freely. You know what I mean? It just kind of leaves a gate open for people to say, yeah, he was drunk and he did this to me. And I said no. And you know what I mean? It, it does. Right. It leaves a door open for someone to interpret something differently the way that you did. Sure. And that always the, the, as bad as that sounds, it doesn't always result in it being a sexual assault. And as much as you like to believe victims in 2019 because they haven't been believed so much throughout history, everybody claiming rape ain't telling the truth. We've seen that time. And so the only thing we ask as as men who are trying to be allies is that we have our our version of the story heard as well. If it's bullshit, it's bullshit. If it doesn't line up, it doesn't line up. Mm -hmm. But at least let me be heard. Don't have me judged in a court of public opinion before I ever have my day in court. True. True. You know, that, that, yeah. that's, that's fucked up to me. And to go even further at Oprah, it's crazy that you keep finding it so amoral to be letting Michael Jackson out here, be, I guess, be dead. 
Yeah, in he peace, ain't, he ain't doing right? Anything. And then mm-hmm. let Russell Simmons out here be out here doing whatever, living his life. But yet, I think we said this on the pod right before you hopped on that Finding Neverland shit. You was out having dinner with Harvey Weinstein. Mm. Mm. I don't now that I don't get. Where's the Harvey Weinstein doc? Right. Where's the documentary into Elvis marrying a fourteen year old girl? Yeah. Why? Why is it so important to undress black men in public? For accusations that may or may not be true. To people who may or may not be just trying to get a check. Yeah. Wade Robinson was clearly trying to get a check. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so confused as to why we haven't heard anything from Oprah about Wade Robinson or the other guy. And, and the many inconsistencies that came up in that doc. Mm-hmm. They spoke about some dinner where Michael brought over Wade Robinson and his family and convinced him not to testify against him. And that dinner had happened after the trial had already ended or some <laughs> shit like that. It's like, <laughs> so you just never going to talk about this shit again. You was doing whole recap interviews on your yeah. show and your network and all that other shit. You mm. just going to wash your hands of this and then double back eight months later and do a whole nother doc. That, yeah, that's nuts. Like, I, I'm not feeling that. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling that at all. As you shouldn't. Um, last L I got, man, is going out to the, the newspaper of records or the paper of records, whatever the fuck they call themselves, the New York times. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, I am a big fan of really all progressive media. Uh, I'm a fan of, um, TYT majority report, Karen Hunter, Karen Hunter. Um, I'm a fan of rational national. I'm a fan of. The Humanist Report. I'm a, a fan of a lot of people. Um, one of the main YouTubers or, or digital media guys that I, I first came in contact with was Jank Uger and TYT. All right. Um, if you don't know who Jank Uger is, he is the founder of Justice Democrats or the co-founder of Justice Democrats, him and Kyle Kalinske. Um, that is a group that um, started backing candidates through grassroots means that led to people like uh, Alexandria Cortez. They found her Mm. and Uh and kind of started her on her way. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, excuse me. Um, He's also a a co-founder of the Wolfpack. They are a lobbyist group against money and politics. Mm. Uh, So I don't don't even know if that's correct to call them a lobbyist group. They're an interest group against money and politics, mm-hmm. right? And they've gotten uh, amendments passed in a few different states um, to try and get that ball rolling. So he's done a lot of good things, mm-hmm. right? One of the things that stuck out to me about him, though, as I did a little bit of research on him, is that he used to be a hardcore Republican. And I mean, like, one of those nut Republicans, a yeah. Tucker, Tucker Carlson, uh, um, Janine Shapiro, um What's the shut up and dribble chick? Uh, um, Ingram. Ingram. Yeah. Laura yeah. Ingram. Ingram. That's yeah. her. Yep. He was one of them. Said a whole bunch of outrageous shit. Um, said a lot of um, things that were problematic. Um, he did a video about that, like where he kind of dispels some of those things that he used yeah, to he's, say. He's done it several times over the last decade. Right, he, he and, did and, one recently. Yep, he, he openly. It's probably because of the yeah, you know the, the, the Congress run. Yep, but um, you know, over the years he said a lot of crazy shit. Um, he said bad things about women. He said bad things about Armenians. Um, he said all kind of things that you would expect a right wing shield to say, and he's admitted them, and he's admitted the fact that he was 
stupid and wrong for saying them. Right. And, and the thing that I hate about where we're at now in this, quote unquote, cancer culture is that it's like it's so absolute. Mm-hmm. If you've ever said anything bad, I'm going to find it and then you have to go die and you can never work again. It is basically what this is. Right. And so even a guy who's clearly changed his ideology and, and backed it up by mm-hmm. doing real things, putting his money into those groups. Like, mm-hmm. did nobody give him funding to start Justice Democrats? Did nobody give him funding to, to start TYT? Right. So it's like, there's saying you've changed and just paying lip service, and then there's actually proving it with your actions, yeah. right? So he's running for the uh, 25th district in California against a, a candidate who's a mainstay of the Democratic Party who has... Strong ties to Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi and other, you know, formidable Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, the NYT, the New York Times, wrote up an article about Jank Uger that was basically just a, a shit on a shit piece, right? It, it was just basically to deter people or to try to form an opinion of, of people who didn't already know Jank, try to give them something to form a negative opinion on him on. Mm-hmm. One of the excerpts in the article read, um, he interviewed figures, uh, including David Duke. David Duke is the Grand Wizard or the former Grand Wizard of the KKK. Mm-hmm. In one clip that circulated on Twitter, yeah, they quoted Twitter as a source. <laughs> in one clip that circulated on Twitter, Mr. Duke ends an interview by saying, I am not what you would call a racist, in which Mr. Uger replies, No, of course not. And so. Again, if you don't know who he is, uh, if you don't know what he stands for or what he's ever done, you would read that and think, well, yeah, he's a, a racist apologist. He's a, he's a fan of David Duke or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, whatever you would think, it wouldn't necessarily be positive hearing that excerpt alone. Right. Now, I'm going to play the video of the interview that they're talking about. And you tell me whether or not this is someone trying to placate to a racist favor his own fellow Jewish bankers but in the, giving but, but, out that money, like Goldman Sachs, these other bankers. No, no, but David, you misunderstand the problem entirely. Punch. That's why you've spent a life headed in the wrong direction. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, look, look, look. So the Federal Reserve has a, a tremendous issues. By the way, you know, uh, there was two co-sponsors of the bill to audit the Fed. One was Ron Paul on the Republican side. The other one was the guy who actually started the whole process, Alan Grayson, who's a Democrat, who also happens to be Jewish. So why does this Jewish conspiracy want to undermine itself? The biggest predator bank on earth is Goldman Sachs. No, but you know who was the head of Goldman Sachs, who then led the entire bailout of what you say is Jewish bankers? Yeah, I know who was head of it, Blank Fine and, and No, Trump. no, 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 Blank Fine was the head of it afterwards. Hank Paulson. Hank Paulson is Christian. And so at the end of that, to wrap up the interview, David Duke gets into his, I'm not what you would call a racist bag. And Jenk Uger sarcastically says, oh yeah, of, of course not. Sure you're not. But if you were reading the New York Times article, you would think that like he was agreeing with David Duke. And that, that is clearly what they're trying to say in that article. Mm-hmm. Right? So one or two things are happening here. You are either willfully ignorant and you didn't you took Twitter as a as a reputable source, or <laughs> you intentionally skewed that situation to make him look like that. You couldn't not, not, find a good enough source. Or you couldn't find a good enough source to smear him, so you had to stir some shit up. 
right? And so, and that's not even, I don't even think that's the only time that they've tried to take his quotes out of context or anything like that. They, they wrote this shitty ass apology on Twitter, maybe about an hour ago. Uh, correction. An earlier version of this article referred to, impre- uh, referred imprecisely to a remark by Jank Uger, a radio host, doesn't have a radio show, <laughs> um, running for Congress. A radio host running for Congress. Do you think they would classify um, Amy Klobuchar as an ex-girlfriend running for president? <laughs> <laughs> like, goddamn. <laughs> um, bro, Klobuchar keep catching these L's, bro. As she should. It's, it, that's going to be a thing. Let's see how long we can keep this going. Okay. For sure. Gladly. Uh, David Duke appeared on his show and denied being a racist. Mr. Uger was sarcastic when he replied, no, of course not. So roughly two days after the article comes out, it's not a full retraction, right? It, it's just a, oh, hey, by the way, he was being sarcastic. <laughs> and how many people do you think saw this retraction Versus the amount of people that read the article initially. Not a lot. So the damage is already done. Yes. Quite a bit so. It's, it's, it's kind of foul, man. And if you kind of look at the reason why this happens, Cenk Uger is the, the leftist, leftist you could ever find. Mm-hmm. He is the most far left Democrat probably in the country. Uh, well, maybe not in the country, but he is one of the more extreme liberals out there. Right. And so if you're going up against these people who are taking major money from corporate America and they're beholden to the, the, the higher echelon of Democratic status like Nancy Pelosi and all of them, then, yeah, they're going to use their contacts. They're going to use their resources to try to stomp you out. They don't want to get into a policy debate because, again, how do you argue against um, universal health care in a state like California where so many don't have it, mm-hmm. right? How do, you pay, how do you argue against a living wage of $15 an hour when, you know, there are so many homeless people in California, there are so many low-wage paying jobs, not just in California, but in the country. True. You know what I mean? It's hard to argue policy against giving people more. Mm-hmm. So they smear you and they throw dirt on your name. Mm. And so I think that's trash. I think it's trash that New York Times... Um, involve themselves in that, and uh, yeah, man, I put them right up there with with Wapo and CNN. I'm just not ever going to trust anything that comes out of those sources anymore. And you know what's fucked up about that wow. is because when people like Trump get up there and say, "Oh, it's the fake news media. It's they're lying to you." It's literally the only reason why he has a defense in this impeachment trial. It's because of shit like this. It's because you give credence to that argument that the press is the enemy of the people writing smear campaigns against populist candidates, against people who are trying to give the people what they want. Yeah. And then you smear them. You're so beholden to to your money. You you bastardize your profession and you weaponize it to to go against people that you feel like are going to affect your bottom line. That is why you're open to attacks from right-wing hacks calling you the enemy of the people because you regularly lie and skew information to fit a narrative that you want to push. That's kind of how it is. 
That's fucked up. Yep, that's all I got today, though. That's it. That's it. All right. First dub that I want to give out is to us. Okay. Last week released. Uh, we released our episode. Uh, if you still haven't heard it, go give it a listen. It is uh, still doing numbers. Uh, the last I checked, we are at 173, 173 listens. Ooh, which is that's nice. big for us, yo. I know that ain't shit to some of these it other don't YouTubers. sound like a but lot, that's, but that's you big know, to us. Grinding from you know maybe twenty listens an episode. Twenty. I'm, the first one got eight. I was gonna say it's, it's, it's less than that for a lot of. <laughs> I was gonna say twenty. The first one was at eight. So I mean to make a huge jump. It appreciate y'all, on man. SoundCloud, appreciate that. For I do sure. want to say that uh, we appreciate everybody who listens on SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, and we're getting some some numbers on Facebook, uh, 20, 20 followers on uh, Facebook. Hey, look at there. But, you know, we're making some headway. So I do want to say, first of all, that I want to uh, that we appreciate everything for sure. from everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, so big dub to us. Big dub to all the listeners out there. Uh, my second and last dub goes to um, when you lived in Akron. Mm-hmm. But how many times have you gone to Sheets? Oof. Uh... Three, maybe four. Anytime I was in Stowe or Kent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how many of our Columbus listeners know what Sheets is, but coming from the Northeast Ohio, Sheets is amazing. It is. As, as a gas station. The best gas station food you will ever find in America. Sheets, at a very early time, before pretty much anybody had it. Now I see these things in Get Go. Um, mm-hmm. I see these things in... A couple other, I want to say maybe Circle K or some somebody else has uh, the made to order touch screens. Mm-hmm. But before anybody else had any of that, Sheets was the place to go for sure to 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 get made to order food that was actually really good. Um, it was just awesome. It was awesome uh, customer service, and they are actually making their way to Columbus. So. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> Just like how uh, everybody was lined up for the Swinsons when it opened up over there in Polaris. I still haven't been there, and I want to go. I want to go there too. It's Swinsons, dog. No, yeah, you're not missing. But anything. I still need to have a galley boy. Not do you though? Kind of. Do you really need a, 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 a fake Big Mac with an olive plugged into the top of it? The sauce oh, is good though. If you like, if you, if you like Swinsons, you just hated all of that. But that's that's all it is to me. Swinsons is kind of fire though. Uh, it's it's kind of okay. It's it's kind of fire. It's kind of uh, average. Ooh, okay, all right. So, uh, but anyway, shouts out to Sheets for making their way to Columbus. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, uh, but they've announced it, so we should see that probably sometime in the next year. Or so oh, I'm geeked about the Sheets. Yeah, definitely want to make my way out there. Geeked about the Sheets. I'm On to my sheets. L's. I got a couple of them. These are probably going to take a while. So let me just start off with the biggest L. Ooh, no pun intended. Lizzo sitting courtside Ooh. at the Laker game. What do we feel about it? Uh, okay. So Lizzo twerking with her ass out during the Laker game. Mm-hmm. You know what I feel like this is? I feel like this was the line where everybody would look at a Cardi B and look how outlandish she is or look at a Meg Thee Stallion or whoever. Mm, mm-hmm. And they kind of let them ride as far as like being ass out. You know what I mean? Doing whatever, showing whatever in public. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was the, 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 the final straw that stroked the, the delicate sensibilities of suburban white mothers. Mm. Because it wasn't what she did is where she did it at. 
True. She did it during the Laker game, courtside. Family event. At a quote-unquote family event. And now that she she went a little too far for everybody. Everybody love it when they doing it on the award shows or Jimmy Kimmel or SNL mm-hmm. or wherever mm-hmm. they at. Yeah. Right? But, oh, not when my children are watching. As if they not watching <laughs> the shit anyways. As, as if it's not happening anyways. Right. So I, I just think uh, it wasn't that big a deal to me. Just wrong crowd. Yeah, I can Wrong crowd. My question is, so... You just it just wasn't no back to them pants at all. So you was just ass out all <laughs> well, night. Was it even pants? I feel like she just wore a huge black t shirt and just cut the ass. I out. don't know, but my thing is, is like if that was just there, because I ain't see her pull nothing down or pull nothing out. So if that was just there, somebody seen that shit before she started twerking on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why y'all ain't blow well, up? Well, I think then? she, I think she, she walked through a tunnel. And was like doing some twerking shit back there too. Oh, I didn't see it. I just seen the shit that Maybe was on the court. Before the game or before she got to her seat, mm-hmm. I think is what I, was what I heard. I didn't see all of it. Okay, I don't think I could bear to to watch the entire <laughs> thing. Um, but from what I heard, she was in the tunnel coming out to her seat, or in some tunnel coming out to her seat, and she yeah. was twerking out there. And then you know whatever halftime or whatever she was twerking out. Yeah, oh. so she well. was she was she was kind of doing the most. Uh, she was kind of seeking attention, attention. and she got it. Yeah, yeah. My thing is, it's a, it's it's a public game. You gonna sit your naked ass on on the seat at a public game where somebody's gonna have to sit there. I hope they watch that and, shit. You know, like, like that's, that's whole open ass cheek that's on the seat much. all night. You know, that's I'm a fifty thousand dollars seat. I'm kind of concerned for the next person who sits there. Which, you know I mean, I don't know if, if Jack I pay $50,000 for a seat, I, I could sit butt ass naked on it if I want to, too. I could take the motherfucker home if I want it. True. True. But at the same time, if you're going to leave it there, mate, they need to get some, some spray. I don't Just know if Jack Nicholson is going to accept sitting in his, you know what I'm saying, in, in Lizzo's sweat. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No. Um, That's funny. Did you see the Rockets tweet that they want her to come to their game, their whatever their next game is? You don't give a fuck? No, I don't. Maybe she can. Wipe off some of that yeah, Laker magic to play or to oh you think what they she, gonna, you think I'm she's gonna go out there and play to to get James to pass the ball? Well, she she is a thick bitch and she needs tempo, so maybe oh, she needs to bro. maybe she needs to roll with the rock. Can you say that? That's the I song. I don't think you can say that. That's bro. the song, bro. Bro, say she's thick, a thick bitch. No, she take needs that tempo. Back. Fuck it up no, to the tempo. Take That's it back. Song, bro. Take it back. I'm, I'm singing lyrics. You gonna get us canceled? You it's can't just like white people. It's just like white people singing nigga. During the song, Damn, the okay, that's totally unacceptable <laughs> as well. That was a horrible. I just want, I really just wanted to see what your reaction to that would be. <laughs> um, another L. So we talked a little bit about Chase Young earlier. Okay. Um, he said something at one of the Heisman events, or I think TMZ actually picked it up, or something crazy. Um, he talked about possibly returning. And That's so I happen. want to give that an L, and I'll tell you why. As a Buckeye fan, I should be excited that, hey, maybe Chase Young wants to come back to the Buckeyes. I'm also a proponent of, dude, get your money. Go to the NFL as soon as you can. Black man, get your money. I'm rich, bitch. That's not happening. He's not coming back. To I don't believe team. that he will actually come back, but, like, dog, if, if you a, said that yeah. or, you know what I mean? Like, dog, no, I don't want to hear that. Like, you're already going to be probably a number one pick, probably number two pick 
No, get your money. Stop, stop playing. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I want you to go and get your money as fast as you can. And don't look back. As a defensive end, you can be a great player, but these type of years don't come all the time. Yeah. So, like, you come out and have this type of year you had, what are you, like, just shy of 20 sacks or something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. You have that type of year, come back and follow it up with a 10-sack season. It's oh, no, that, normally that's good. It's not going to look as good. They're going to look at that as a decline in productivity, right? which is a reason to pay you less money. There's little to no good upside for, to coming back at yeah. all. So go. You're in the playoffs now. You got a chance to play for a national championship. Go. What are you coming back for? Go. What are you coming back I, for? I don't want to hear, like, just, just, just go. And yeah, I don't say that too often as far as players who play for my team. Right. You know, I obviously want LeBron to come back to the Cavs. That's not happening either. Well, you know what? Giannis is a free agent in 2021. So oh if y'all want him gosh. back, Stop we it. might be able to work something out. I don't. I say that to say I don't usually say that to players who play on my team. But dog, as a Buckeye fan, go go to the NFL. You know, I want to see you get your money more than I want to. Yeah, see now you that's come back. that's nonsense. I, I don't know who picked that up or who reported it. Or I can't remember. I want to say it. somebody said it was TMZ, and I think he might have said that. But then he 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 took it back and tried to say like. Oh, I was caught off guard Dude, or something. something. Ops, man. Yeah, he was probably joking or some shit. Maybe, but yeah, I, I dog, go get your money. Yeah. I don't want to hear none of that. Um, another L goes out to the people who got a chance to get the bread Elevens, bread Jordan Elevens. Boy, I ain't stopped hearing about them joints all weekend. I'm sure you haven't. So, the la- the past couple of years, the past few years. I've gotten the 72 and 10 11s when they dropped on a holiday. I got the Concord 11s when they dropped on a holiday. I got the Space Jam 11s when they dropped on a holiday. I think there was one that I missed and within that four years. Mm-hmm. This year, I did not get the Bread 11s. And I'll tell, you the, <gasps> I'll tell you the one reason I did not get the Bread 11s. I caught the Concords last year. Guess what everybody did when they got their Concords? They wore them that weekend, and they kept wearing their shits. I'm done with seeing people cop Jordans and and wearing them as soon as they get them, because then like I just feel like I can't wear my shits. And so it's it's been a year now. I got my Concords, and you I've worn them that's, once. That's the most bass awkward thing, bro. I just feel like I you can't go, wear my you shits. Go buy a shoe, yeah, that you know everybody and their mom about to buy. And then yeah. get mad when you see they got them on? Yes. Like, dog, like, bro, I bought my shits because I like them. Nigga. It's a lot so of then people why not? Why not buy the less expensive shoe that everybody ain't wearing? I do that a lot. I have a lot of pairs of shoes that I bought because I like them, and there's no hype around them. So what is the point but of I like buying the, Jordans? I like the Concords, and I want to be able to wear them. But niggas is just going to keep wearing them out. If your point is to not wear shoes that other niggas is wearing, then Jordans ain't it, bro. It'll never be it. Uh, it can be sometimes. No. It can never. be. Never. Because there's a lot of Jordans that don't sell out that don't really do anything. Some Team J's? No. It ain't no retros no. that don't sell out. Yes, there are. Like what? Now? Yeah, there are. There are a lot of them. That's why they are at the Nike outlet now. You'll see a lot of them oh, that just real? go to the outlet. Yeah. Take me a trip. You should. Because like, nah. there are a lot of Jordans there that don't get sold out. Nah. But 11s around the holiday time, those shits get sold out quickly. I feel like the... I feel like, first of all, Jordans are the official footwear of fuckboys. 
Damn. I'm going to just put that out there. Damn, you just See, came from my life right this there. Is, this is why we need a female host on here, because I feel like she would confirm that. But I, okay. I feel like most my fuck cl- niggas that she would ever run into would have some J's on their feet. But my closet is not only Jordan's. It's also the the national shoe of niggas who sleep on the floor. I definitely don't sleep on the floor. You don't. I definitely do not. I understand why you would say that because mm-hmm. they were spending their money on the Oh, Jordans I know plenty of niggas who asked me for and have an air money matches. but got 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 them bread 11s on their feet. Sure. You know what I mean? It's it's a different feeling when you can afford Oh, the can shoe. I get a ride in my Jays ass nigga? Yeah. That's yeah. a that's a little yeah. much. If if you embody that type of person who buys Jordans, I, I don't know. Now you not I, yeah, yeah, I'm not throwing everybody who wears right, Jays sure. under the bus cuz I you know, I got niggas that's well off. They just like to wear sneakers. They like shoes. I, I have a spend their last dime on a pair of shoes. I buy Jordans because when they were coming out in high school, niggas was wearing them a lot. I didn't have that money to be buying them out here, and mm-hmm. my dad wasn't buying them for me. My parents just wasn't buying them for me because they had the sense to be like, "I'm not buying you know fucking hundred dollar, hundred fifty dollars for somebody to come and try to take them off your feet or some shit." I'm yeah. not doing that yep. fuck shit. So when I got my own money, I'm like, "All right, yeah, I kind of want to have some nice shoes on my feet." Yeah, that's where that kind of came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of niggas who are like what you're saying. Yeah, there's a lot of them, and there's a lot of them who are going to have those bread 11s on their feet. So for that, they're oh, spend the Similac money on the bread 11s, ass nigga. I don't know if I ever showed you the picture that I saw or that I took uh, at the Kevin Hart concert that I went with um, Alex and Keila. Mm-hmm. There was three white dudes standing in a line in front of us. All three of them had on the same exact pair of Jordans. But that's that's where you at. I was like, dog, y'all gotta stop. But, Same but pair of Jordan Jay's, 11s. Jay's just like Yeezys, just like uh, Tim's to a certain degree. Tim's less now. I feel like Tim's is a little play. Other than in New York, they 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 gonna hold on to that boot forever. Uh, yeah, yeah. But shoes like that are like signal. They're they're like status signifiers. Sure. You know what I mean? To a certain degree. Like, you're, 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 you buy them not, not so much for the comfort of the shoe or the performance of the shoe or sometimes not even for the look. It's because it's the newest. It's about to drop. Everybody going to get it. But then I hear so many niggas mad that they see everybody with them on. It's like I, you yeah. sat in line for an hour to get these shoes. I, let, me, let me be clear. I, I know niggas I've, be getting the raffles. I've, they got your hooks and stuff I've like that. I never had to do any of that. I but get them on the app. A lot of if y'all. I don't get them on the app. I let it go. A lot of y'all standing these lines for hours. You showing up for raffles and shit like that. And then you'd be so surprised that all them niggas that was just standing in line with you got them on when you leave. What, did you think they was all collectors? Who's gonna put them up in a showcase or something? That's fair. That's a fair you, point. You, you to buy make. them to show them. You know what niggas piss me off the most though, and, I, and I'll leave it at this: the niggas who either a pay. $400 for the shoes mm-hmm. after they sold out everywhere. And the niggas who, I don't know if you've ever seen like StockX or like some of these. Oh, they try to resell them? No, but they'll buy them on these sites and they'll do the payment plans for them. Dog, you can't afford the shoe. There's a payment plan yes. for shoes? Yeah. That's what I, yeah. Universal you'll, you'll see it. You'll see it underneath the price. It's like, that's you why can I, pay this or you can pay four easy payments of this. That's like, why dog, the, it's the official shoe of fuckboys, bro. Dog, if you're leasing shoes, the drip, like, you, you can't afford it. All right? You don't need to have the drip. If that's you're, not even jewelry, dog. That's, that's shoes. Yeah. Can you imagine somebody coming repoing your feet? <laughs> no. Hey, dog, you laid on your bills. Let me, let me get them. Ugh. 
Foot Locker, no, no. whole checker shirt walking up to you, take the shoes off your feet. You can't put the drip on a payment plan. That's ridiculous. That's too much. Nah. You yeah, that, that's it. way too much. You can't afford it. I didn't even know that exists. It, it does. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm now, niggas won't admit to it, but somebody's doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm Somebody go, has to be doing it if it's an option. I'm, I'm going to go check and see if they go by income or what. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, last L I got before I got to get into these toss-ups real quick, and then we're out of here. Um, I don't know if you've seen the, the news story about the man in North Carolina. I think he might be a rapper. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a rapper out of all this. Uh, who took 88000 uh He worked at Wells Fargo, mm-hmm. and he took 88000 from the vault. Oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. He, was, uh, the he got caught the flexing with the money phone on Facebook. Yeah, I remember I that. I do not understand how you work for a bank. You work in a bank, you see money all the time, and you get excited by money in that way. <laughs> like, it's not your money, first of all, so you don't have no real ties to that money. Doing the money phone and shit, that's, that's, that goes along with the people who are putting the drip on a payment plan. Yeah. That's the same nigga. Yep. It's the same shit. Wearing that's shirts. That's also the official fuckboy uh, photo post. Oh, selfie yeah. post. It is. Official fuckboy selfie pose is the money phone. You can't work at a bank and act as if you've never seen money in your life like that before. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. You can't work at a bank and then wear shirts that say, ain't with being broke. (laughs) But he had these shirts made. Dog. (laughs) On your Instagram. You know what's funny about that? So, like, he facing federal charges now, right? Yes. He got a federal public defender. Mm-hmm. I'm Kevin Curtis, and I'm a lawyer. Yeah. You ain't with being broke, but you got <laughs> yeah, a public, a public defender. defender. Yeah, that was yeah, okay. crazy. When I heard that, I laughed my ass off. You know what? I, I This is what I don't understand about people who rob banks or, or, or scammers and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Y'all do this shit and then stay where y'all at. Yeah. If I hit somebody for 88 bands, bro, I'm in Mexico or somewhere where that 88 bands is going to stretch a lot further than it would here yeah, in America. Yeah, 88 not bands mention, is not going to they going to come looking for me eventually. Of course. I'm not no mastermind. I'm not, I'm not no, I'm not Dr. Evil. I you know can't how much get stuff you have Because they have everything on you. They have your social, your date of birth, all that information. No, you walked into a bank vault and took the bills out. Like, it wasn't no <laughs> intricate plan. No. This wasn't no inside man. This wasn't Den of Thieves. Dog, you walked into the vault and took the bills so out. He, so, apparently, he's been, like, taken little by little. So, it wasn't 88 right away. And so, yeah. he's been having people, like, falsify records uh, unbeknownst to them, so they weren't with him doing it. But it's just like, dog, you got to get on that the run for eighty-eight thousand dollars. It's Wells Fargo's all over the country. You could have been taking out money while you're on your way to your destination. I don't understand why eighty-eight thousand was worth losing your job and then your freedom over. Well, you know, things do dumb shit all the time. Eighty-eight thousand is but not that much. Do dumb shit in a coordinated way. You you just out here winging it. <laughs> Like oh, I guess I'll still and then posting it to social today. media. Yeah, yep, putting it on social media. Like dog, I I know I'm not even gonna ask the question. I know eighty eight thousand was not worth your freedom. No, I know eighty eight thousand was not worth but, any of the shit that you did. But the minute that he took the, he had the idea to start running these checks off of these people's accounts. He had already decided that whatever he was doing was worth it. Mm-hmm. So if you taking that attitude, all I'm saying is. Maybe do it in a way that don't lead you going to prison. Yeah. Everything you was doing let me know that you wanted to end up in prison. Right. So, I, I hey, man, we got a that bunch of genius criminals out here now. That shit is crazy, dog. That shit blew me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, right. With that being said, that was uh, that's all I got. So we out. I think we out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Back of the Bus Podcast. And if you're a first-time listener, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and turn on your notifications. Don't be stingy. And if you enjoy the content or have an opinion, feel free to like and comment. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, go ahead and share it with your peoples. Let people know we out here. And as always, everybody knows the cool kids sit at the back of the bus. We out. Peace. The, 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 the cool kids.